Realistic Podcast. Hey, it's me, Chris T. Going to see the Nihilistics. Some joint in Hazlitt, New Jersey. And I'm in Hoboken right now, going to pick up Keith Hartel, who is going to be my wingman and hopefully jump in if any shit goes down. I'm not expecting any shit to go down, but I don't know how happy or not these folks are going to be to see me. By folks, I mean the people in the band. This being Hoboken, it's like a fucking epidemic of assholeism. That guy just tried to pull out in front of me as I was coming around the corner. There's a light rain falling, and there are predictions for thunderstorms. Yo. I got my beer gods hat. Oh, very <laughs> nice, very nice. Years ago, Ron, I think... I went to visit him in Merrick, and he gave me this nihilistic shirt, but they kind of fucked up the logo, the way that, you know, the way that Sandy, this girlfriend of Mike's, yes. created the logo, if you remember, it kind of rises. Here's why I remember that, because I always tell you about my friend that loved the nihilistics the most. I remember, that was like a fucking this dude's everyday in high school t-shirt. I that lo- And of course, that album, the iconic album. I, yeah. that, that logo is emblazoned in my, uh, you know, it's like the Aerosmith logo to me. So the logo used to sort of rise from the left to the right, uh-huh. you know, and it was on a slant. They took it and they made it all like this, like on one level. Yeah. And they kind of did it not very artfully. So when you look at it, you're like, what does that say? It's like one of those, you know, and yeah. maybe, maybe that was the idea, but I, I, I put, I got out of the shower and I'm, this is the shirt I originally wanted to wear, right? And then I went back and forth. I put on a t-shirt, took off the t-shirt. I don't know if your wife does this. But like, oh, you look cute. Uh, my oh, all my wife ever tells me is that my I, my hair looks good. Because I'm a woman, so I get woman compliments. You know, I said to her, I, I think I really would rather fly under the radar a little bit. I don't think I want to walk in there with a nihilistic shirt on. Two on the nose. Although I like to think that we're at an age where it doesn't matter. Yeah. I also like to think I'm at an age where I can class it up a bit. Oh, I yeah. Can, oh, of course. And, yeah, yeah. And go like with a... the black and white skulls. Yes. But your your beard is looking pretty magnificent. I must oh, say. thank you. Thank you. If it's okay to compliment another man. Yeah, you can compliment a man on a beard. So I'm very apprehensive about going to this thing, obviously, because, not obviously, you might not know this, because of the tension between Troy and I. Which guy is Troy? The drummer. Where is this uh, show? It's at something called Bulletproof uh, Use Rehearsal Use the left three lanes to keep left to I-95 South, New Jersey oh, Turnpike, has Newark. In New has- Jersey. Right, that's why I don't remember, because I don't know where Hazlitt is. Neither do I. Where the fuck's Hazlitt? Watch out. Vehicle on shoulder ahead. And it sounds like it's where hazardous waste is dumped, you know, like Hazlitt. It's a very old school New Jersey hardcore. Yeah, it's it's like this thing that popped up in my Facebook feed, and it kept popping up, and it kept popping up, and I'm like, all right, I've missed every other show they've done in the last X number of years. They did a Tompkins yeah. Park riot reunion. They, yeah. They've done a whole bunch of shows that I just, for one reason or another, the scheduling wasn't right. Yeah. Couldn't make it. And so this one is the one, plus the fact that Paul and Jack 
longer going to be there kind of adds to it. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's That was a big selling point for me. Um, what are you uh, expecting out of the show? Do you have any... Because we're going to do a, a compare and contrast oh, okay. on the way back and see. So I want to try to get a base level of your expectations. I have no idea what to expect because what I know of the Nihilistics is the one album. Very, you know, listen to the shit out of that. And... Um, I am not assuming it will sound like that, so I just really don't know what to expect. I may be kind of metal, I don't know. And I only get that idea because you said they kind of went kind of metal when you were leaving the band. They wanted to go metal. I don't think they ever pulled it off. I think Ron's brother, the kid with the BC Rich Warlock, uh, who was going to be Mr. Metal, he must have been pulled in some other direction. I don't think he was ever in the band. Uh, I think that their dreams of Judas Priest-type stardom were not going to come to pass, and they found this guy, Ajax. I don't know how they met Ajax. I think he must have had a recording studio, because I have a memory of going with them in, like, 85 to record five or six songs, new songs, or songs that we had never recorded, Mm -hmm. and he was the guy whose place we used, and he engineered it. And that didn't work out. Me rejoining the band, coming back. Next day I know he's in the band. He's me. And they put out the shit that I had recorded with them and didn't tell me and didn't credit me. I, I, I'm sure I told you that story. Yeah. I, I finally heard it and I was like, oh, that's my guitar playing. And he apologized. He owned up to it. He apologized. And they sent me some money nice. and a copy of the record. And, but I, I thought that was a rather shady thing to do. You don't just use some material that somebody's played on, and they're no longer in the band, you don't fucking tell them. And I'm not holding it against Ajax. Ajax has always been very cordial to me. Yeah. He's always been friendly, and he's a nice guy. But, like I said, Troy... (laughs) I think Troy is MAGA at this point. Uh Uh-huh. And he didn't like something I said on his Facebook page around the time of the 2020 election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he had put up something very pro-Trump, and I had commented on it and the next day I know I was blocked and we were no longer friends on Facebook mm-hmm. and when I spoke to Ron subsequently and tried to float the idea of playing some shows with them I was like you know I want to be in a band again and I was thinking of like replacing Ajax I thought we could both be in the band I don't know how that would have worked but I floated the idea and he's like I don't know if that's going to get past Troy I don't why? What's going on with Troy? Well, you know, he uh, he didn't like what you said. So I contacted Troy. I still had his phone number. I couldn't message him on Facebook, but I texted him. And this is when he told me, no, you'll never be in this band again. And I said, hey, by the way, there wouldn't be a band without me. I started the band. I named the band. And he just wrote back two words, not true. And I was very confused there. And that was really probably the genesis for wanting to write a book. I feel like my role in that band has been pretty much lost to time. I mean, maybe Tony Rettman wrote about it in that NYHC book, but there's a lot of people out there who think the Nihilistics are these four guys who are playing tonight. And I just want to reassert my part in the narrative. Is that so wrong? No. No, it's normal. Yeah. I would say that any band that comes back to exist, I always assume there's almost no one in the original lineup unless people talk about original lineup. I think when we saw Sheer Terror... It was no no original it members was except Paul. the dude, right? Yeah, obviously this is not an unknown phenomenon. 
But if you would ask me, like, if I thought the nihilistics were still going to be around in 2023, I would have been like, are you fucking insane? We're all going to be dead by then. We'll all be dead. I wouldn't have thought the cure was going to be around in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I started watching this Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, documentary. documentary. Have you seen it yet? No, I have not watched it. It's pretty good. I watched Conan the other day. Though. I'm watching it as research for my book. Because okay. My brother, I refer to him as my built-in bully, right? Okay. Yeah. He yeah, got yeah. into Arnold when yeah. he was 13, 14 years old. My brother decided he was going to become a weightlifter and a bodybuilder. Yeah. And I always want to know, like, why he was interested in working on his body and I was not. It's all about the mind. I'm going to work on my mind. And there's my brother down in the basement with all these pictures of Arnold. So I'm like, I got to watch this Arnold. I got to see what this is. In 500 feet, turn right. It looks like it's further down from the arrow, the way your arrow looks there. I see recording studio. That's it. So the point is that, like Arnold said, basically, if my parents hadn't been so horrible to me, I wouldn't have wanted to move out. In 400 right. feet, you know, the right. fact arrive. that they were horrible to me means I, I could, you know, I had to get the fuck out. I wanted out, and my brother was a different constitution. Is this it? This has got to be it, right? Hey, Bulletproof. Is, there it is. Are we going to a place that doesn't sell alcohol? It may well be. I, you know, I, I hadn't thought about that until you just. You've arrived said at your something. destination. But do we? Can we get beer and bring it in? Wow, um, I know slightly less about all this than you. I haven't given it any thought. But uh, if it's the case that they don't have no beer in there, we're going to ask them if we can go get some and bring it in. The band must have beer, right? Well, I guess let's go check the vibes. Well, maybe they'll charge ten dollars for the entire case. That would be yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, buddy, how's it going, man? I'm just about to go out and get some beer. They don't have any beer here. We were worried you wouldn't make it. Huh? We were worried you wouldn't make it. No, everything was flooded two weeks ago. Oh wow. Well, hey Troy, how are you? Let's go get some beer. Did you see that? Um, did I see? Oh, was that your? Uh... <laughs> well, uh, you know, Ajax greeted me warmly, uh-huh. and Ron greeted me warmly, and then uh-huh. I went to shake Troy's hand, and he kept his hands at his uh-huh. side. And refused, refused to shake my hand. I'm not shaking your hand. <laughs> yeah, like I said, he's an asshole. All right, let's go get some beer. Because I don't want to do this without beer. And you don't want to do this without beer. No. All right, it wasn't terribly clear what that guy was saying. Go over here and make a U-turn, and then you want to go over there. He's not impressed by the fucking reasoning for the charge. Because they have to clean up? I was like, well, have it been? Like, like no no place where you ever have... There's I've never heard of a place where they charge you for bringing in alcohol because they have to clean it up. I mean, I'm just going by Occam's Razor 
see the other line I didn't like is like his just goes like get six beers in a bar cost you a hundred dollars I'm like that's not true like like that's that's not a hundred dollars fifty dollars tops he said it was the shop right oh that the beers are in the shop right yeah but supermarkets in New Jersey don't sell beer yeah some of them do oh yeah this is unexplored country for me I don't know this fucking area This is the thing about New Jersey. This is a very... You can't turn left. Yeah, very Jersey stretch of New Jersey. Oh, at least we're behind a doctor in case anything goes wrong. So that he can keep going. Oblivious <laughs> <laughs> to a flight. Well, maybe we'll be lucky and run <laughs> into him and injure ourselves. Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> I'm still trying to process the whole thing with Troy just now. That was very interesting. Yeah, it's awkward. It's awkward. <laughs> it's weird. You, it's weird. You, you put your hand out to somebody, they shake their hand, and they're like, no. That, that really, that is did. kind of like a who does that. Like, because, you know, when people have a beef, it's, when you're growing up, it's sort of like, if they're like, hey, man, and you're like, hey, man. You know, that's yeah. a drummer. Drummer's a whole mental problem. That's a whole, that's a built, that's a mental problem. Like, a drummer is usually... No. The owner... did records together. Yeah, we done records here. So, New Angry Corpses records, because me and Kenny from MOD did a couple of records. Do you want Kenny to died in August, last August, but okay? the yeah. new yeah. record's out right now. Okay. Here, so, this is, thank you guys. This is Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You got it. Is there a place where the band is, or are they all in that same They're room? They're all in that back room. Okay. Yeah, There's no room. green room or anything like that. Right? Nah. All right. No, I just want to... So thanks. Where did Paul get to? He was looking for a beer. Paul? Yeah. He walked in there, I know he did. Oh, okay. Maybe he's sitting down. Yeah, there's a guy. There he is. Back. Did you want a beer? I have one, thank you. Um, come on.
Yeah, I don't know. Well, here we are back in the car. Um, my voice is a little unsteady from shouting over the band. We just came from the nihilistic Turn show. right on State Route 35 North. Keith is in the car. And I, I want to know your unvarnished opinion. Turn right opinion. on State Route 35 North. Uh, fear gods are awesome. Always awesome. Nihilistics. Um, I enjoyed the fact that I forgot that I knew what um, the drummer's name is Troy. Troy. And I'm reminded of that from our conversations. In here. half a mile. Use but, the left um, lane to keep left I, to Garden State Parkway, like, Clark Street. Like, when I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, that guy. Because I had, because you guys had the booklet with all the pictures, or even, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like, it was Maximum Rock and Roll, or definitely, definitely Big big City. Yeah. But like, pictures of you guys, but I think even in the booklet you had in the record, like, so like, I knew what, like, you're one of the bands that you really knew what they looked like, in for a band that I never got to keep survive. Left. And I thought it was hilarious, because when you're telling me about your interactions or your dealings with uh, Troy, the drummer, I have no no picture in my head. And when I see he him playing, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Street. what the drummer from the Nihilistics looks like. That's Troy. I was not impressed, unfortunately. Um, they were basically phoning it in, which is, I, I mean, maybe it's understandable. Look, how the mighty have fallen. What I thought was fucked up was that, like, in both, um, well, I mean, I, I like, I love the bass player's look. I love his look. I like the uh, of the idea of the guy. I like that whole, like, uh, Perry Farrell thing. Yeah. And I like the commitment. The dreads are very long. That means, so I don't know, that, that guy to be 20 years younger than me, maybe. Or right. maybe not. Who knows? It's ambiguous with a guy like that. But, but State like, North, how can a guy that looks I-95 like that, New Jersey like, Turnpike. not play loud enough that you can hear him? Like, a guy that looks like that, that's, like, looks as, deal with me, how could he play, like, because that was it. Like, you could only hear the vocals and the guitar, and you could not hear the drums and uh, the bass. I believe, uh, you know, I'm old school. I'm not politically correct, and I believe that rock has a lot of, like, the rock that we love, that we love it for, the rock that we love for rock. There's a lot of, there's a testosterone element. And one of the things I'm thinking, when I'm watching a band, that just because the drummer isn't mic'd, the guitar player could drown him out. It's like, no, man. That's not a fucking good drummer, man. Drummers, drummer. I play with drummers that could never be drowned out. Yeah. But especially nihilistic. So that dude was like, um, Troy played very quietly. And um, Troy was not, he was not um, into it. From what I could tell, like he, he, yeah, there was a whole thing. Did you notice the whole thing with him and Ron went outside and they had a whole conversation outside? And no, I didn't know. He I, seemed I annoyed, know. and whether it was annoyed because I was there, I, I'm not going to take that credit. I'm not going to. I think you should take the credit because here's what I, if I was going to try to project into my guess, just based on what you have said, right, and then what I observed, is that. You fucking wrecked his vibe. <laughs> and I think he might have not started out with much of a vibe. And he might have started out with, like, borderline no vibe. And you fucking crushed his vibe. And he's like, fucking, this is crushing my vibe. Yeah. Uh, and he got there and he saw the menu. And he saw the number of people that were there. And he was like, what the fuck is this? We came all the way here for, for, for this. And, 
you know, maybe I had something to do with it, but it was not good. I mean, I, I didn't, never mind that. I mean, look, again, I like Ajax. He's playing the songs wrong. Oh, well, I'm strumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember no, strumming. I agree. No, I actually sized him up and I assessed same. I don't respect the strumming. But yeah. the thing is, and the thing is, I understand it though, because here's another guy that does that kind of strumming too, by the way. Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day does the same shit, which is kind of like you get a great sound and you can coast on the strumming. But there's a little missing, and that is the difference between them and Fear Gods, who downstroked relentlessly, relentlessly, and yeah. But and then the thing is that the dude just uh, then you realize he wants to be caught and sensible. Is like, well, not the damned is a whimsical fucking punk band, and the Nihilistics aren't, and the whimsical thing doesn't fit with this other fucking the hostility. I don't think the band, as far as I was concerned, the Nihilistics would set us apart. Especially from bands like AOD and The Misguided and name a few others that were around back then. Well, well, there's good old uh, Heart Attack. Heart Jesse Attack. Mellon's Heart Attack. We had menace on our yeah. side. We were menacing. Yes. People were afraid of us. Yes. They didn't know what we were going to do. They didn't know whether some kind of violence was going to break out. They thought we looked mean and they pretty much, you know, and and I maybe we did. I think we did look no, mean. No, you fucking looked mean. I can tell I can Here's why you looked mean, too, is because it was like here's why is like well, I mean, on the nihilistics like the album era, right? You you look like prisoners because you had like the 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 buzz cuts, but you didn't look like skinheads. And I don't know why. You could tell you weren't skinheads, but you could tell and there was these, like, the, the black clothes, but that were their clothes. Like, they weren't, like... Because, like, so you had this way of looking outside of society with buzz cuts, but not punk rock, which meant you looked like fucking incarcerated persons. That was your look. And yeah. I, I just have realized that now. I think we were trying to look like working class people, which is what we were. Well, that's were, the same thing. Know? Same and thing. So, yeah. It's just incarcerated people are just, like, one mistake away from... I mean, working class people. One right. mistake away. One bad decision. Yeah, well, there's no menace coming off of them. I mean, and the thing is, is every guitar player, like, Captain Sensible is the Jimmy Page of punk rock. Like, it's definitely the guy to be. But it's incongruous. It's incongruous. Plus, and, it's his shtick. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, incongruous. You know, yeah, okay. Oh, Oh, no, no, but you're saying Captain Sensible, not him. No, I respect copying a guy if it, if it works. But, like, you have Captain Sensible and Perry Farrell on these... Perry Farrell, Scott Ian, fucking Nick Oliveri from Queens of Stone Age hybrid guy on bass. That's why I love that guy. That's obviously the best guy in the band, but he couldn't shine because he couldn't turn his face up. He did get a pretty good replication of that distorted sound. Yeah, the sound was good. This, you know. No, the sound was good. I but um Yeah, man, maybe sad. It just made me sad. Like I would almost be the guy like if I was like really like drunk I would just be like dude you gotta turn up I would have been that guy like I've been on stage and have people tell me that you know in people, one mile, people will tell you that on stage the left but I was like left to Garden State Parkway really, North to like a little bit contemplating just New be Jersey like going to be like dude turn up the bass but it's like eh no one cares I handed out nine beers that much I don't just giving away beers like candy it's nice it's yeah nice. although it's funny how much like a room full of people look like that and it's like the guy is like, $10 carrying, we have to clean it up. It's like, dude, no one's partying. Like, no one was partying. 
Like, what? Everyone's going into, like, a fucking room where you can just bring booze into to see, like, five punk rock bands and no one's partying. Like, no one's just... There shouldn't be... <laughs> there was no drunk people. Like, there was no... I don't... <laughs> no, it was the weirdest <laughs> thing I've been to in a very long time. How about the kids... That, with the headphones on? That yeah, kid with the headphones? yeah. Yeah, and I love it because, I mean, the thing, there was a thing I love about that because, well, because one had a slipknot shirt. So that you think that there's some kind of hybrid where, like, the angry, like, um, metallic sounds right of, like, metal and hardcore connect with them. But they have this safetyism built in where they're young people with headphones. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, I mean, you know, remember when you, that age, you don't care. I know. About the future. I, I thought maybe the kid was on the spectrum. He might be. Oh, you uh, know what? No, that totally could be. That could be totally right. The headphones that block out a lot of the that sensory totally right. input. Oh, there was two. There was two next to each other. There was a male and a female. Yeah, they that were next to the headphones. Yeah, that could be. No, that could be true. Let's talk about the show tonight a little bit more. I yeah. don't think I've explored every angle of uh, what we just saw. So, okay. any other thoughts on the the nihilistics? Here's the thing is that the nihilistics is so negative. Like, I mean, the whole, I mean, you know, you know what your trip was. I mean, it was a band known for its negativity. Um, The fact that it was supposed to be maybe, I think the third hardcore show I supposed to was, was supposed to be nihilistics and false prophets filled in for you because you didn't show up. Day of show. So, and that seemed to hook in because like you have a record that one of your songs starts with like, world owes me a living. And, like, so the bitterness was always extra. Like, on top of the normal punk rock anger and... and because No, because I think punk rock was angry, but you guys had bitterness. But there was something that when, when the Nihilistics didn't show for that show in 1984, it was kind of like, yeah, it fits their whole negativity thing. They probably don't get along. Things probably don't go smooth with guys like this. No. So then when you have a future Nihilistics, that's whoever's left and whoever came up later, it's like... No, there's not going to be a magical chemistry that is powerful and unified. It'll be a bad vibe for them, which means um, not, you, you know, like in other words, nihilistics, like if nihilistics kick ass, they'll be having fun. And it's like, this is bad, can't have fun. So it has to not be able to kick ass. So I didn't expect them to kick ass. I didn't, I didn't really expect any specific thing. I knew it wouldn't sound like you because I knew it would sound like bar chord punk rock and the nihilistics didn't sound like standard chunky bar chord punk rock. It's not the sound of nihilistics. Thank you for saying that. I mean, I appreciate that. Well, the thing is, it's true. It's demonstrably true. I don't know if I would have had that thought independently if for not one thing I remember is that there was like one issue of Big Takeover with Jack Rabbit. He was starting to talk about bands that couldn't be categorized into hardcore. And maybe he mentioned the big boys, definitely mentioned Flipper, definitely mentioned you guys. And I didn't see you guys in that, like, flipper thing, but I was like, yeah, no, they are that. They're, like, it's that. Like, it's not it's not this, like, get psyched, get fired up music. It's like fucking examine your fucking perspective music. Yeah. And, you know, just not Chucky. <laughs> you didn't have any oi songs. You were not oi at all. You were nothing like the Fear Gods. Yeah, well, the funniest, I get it. The funny thing was that when they played with AOD and I was talking to Paul, I'm just like, I love the Fear Guys, man. What do you think of the Fear Guys? Man, do you think the Fear Guys? He's like, they're an oi band. And it, somewhat dismissively. And then when Paul yeah. joined the Fear Guys, I'm thinking like, 
Oh, Paul. Paul was very dismissive. I don't think he respected him as much as he should. And I was talking to him, I was like, I don't mean the fear behind gods. And he goes like this, he goes, it's an oil band. It's an oil band. Keeps me off the streets. But, and I was just like, yeah, it is. But oi was awesome. It was the first shit. It was what I was listening to when I learned how to play. You know, it was the, you know, uh, fucking Blitz and the GBH. And, or yeah. GBH might have been oi, but cocky rejects. Like, it hits you in the solar plexus. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's folk music. Yeah. And what I think it's hilarious is like, you know, Paul, he played some leads at the end, but like, like Jack is just like, he ends up being like the best lead guitar player out of AOD. And he's got like the, the the front man of AOT playing rhythm guitar behind him on an oi band. It's like Jack's Revenge. It's pretty good. Jack emerges. Yes. I've always liked Jack. I said to Jack when the Nihilistics were on stage. Yeah. I was like, what, how, so what was it like? I said, did you ever see AOD with Keith on bass? He's like, yeah. And I was like, it's weird, isn't it? It's like an out of body experience. And he's like, yeah, except Keith was a lot better than me. <laughs> Like that was a, it was classic Jack to be yeah very self self deprecating yes. yeah you know that's classic Jack that's what we always loved about Jack he takes the piss out of himself what a night out huh on yeah. Saturday it is Saturday. and I love the fact that it is twelve oh one and my clock is actually fast for some reason my cell phone's fast that shouldn't be possible but it is happening. Well, as always, a wonderful time out. Yes. Thanks again. Thank you, and man. Let's Thank get you. together and play again at yeah. some point. I would like that. You know. See you, man. Thank you. Say hello to Mrs. Loyalistic Park.